0: Welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk, episode 17. I definitely say this every time, but I still can't believe how. Many podcasts there are now, and we're really creating a nice little hub for people to go and check in with others um, and seek advice. And it's really, I'm really happy that I've been able to create such a lovely, almost mini platform, um, mini information centre for people who might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed finding out they're pregnant. I know that there are some new pregnant mums who have been contacting me this past week, saying that they have just started listening to the podcast and they've been really looking forward to listening to the podcast. So that's made me very happy this week to hear that. So thank you. Thank you for all of your contact. As always, it's always lovely to hear from you. Check in with what you're doing and all the recommendations that you send me as well. And if I haven't thought about a particular product and brands that you're you're popping through to me, I really, really appreciate it. And I will share everything, and I do share everything that um everyone shares with me. So thank you so much. So this week I am recording this podcast from France. Hendrik and I are at Hendrik's parents' place and Hendrik's home um, out in France. We are on an island and it's beautiful. It's where Hendrik grew up. We always come here at this time of year. We are a little bit later than normal when we come here Um, because we're delaying everything. We normally come in September as well, but obviously with baby, we won't be doing that. So we've delayed our trip to November, beginning of November. So we delayed this one just a touch by a couple of weeks. So Hendrik sees his parents and checks in with them. They're um, quite a bit older, so I know he often feels very nervous about leaving them and um but they have a very busy summer ahead with all of their grandchildren descending on them so they will be kept very very busy over the summer and time will fly by So we flew out, we arrived, when did we arrive? We arrived Sunday night, we had to unfortunately drive all the way to Gatwick, so for those of you who don't know, I live near Exeter, so we drove all the way to Gatwick, we had one of those journeys where you're kind of like, are we going to make it, are we not going to make it? We take the A303, because that's a lot more direct for us obviously being on the south coast, and we literally drove along the A30, which is kind of the start of the A303, and we hit Honiton and we stopped and I thought oh my goodness this is just not good anyway Hendrik was panicking more than I was because I was like meh if we don't make our flight not a big deal we'll just stay with my sister or maybe take a hotel or something just for the night and then we'll get a flight out early in the morning however I didn't really realize there weren't that many flights out the following day anyway we arrived we arrived with plenty of time and Gatwick was absolutely heaving as you can imagine on a Sunday. Never travel on a Sunday and as you have to, people. We did travel on obviously on a Sunday. We didn't have to, but it just meant that we ate, ate into Hendrix holiday if we didn't travel on Sunday. Um but yeah it was heaving. Security was absolutely heaving. Um and it wasn't that, that good of an experience, but it was fine flight was an hour delayed um but it was all right we got to the island what time about half past midnight we got to the island eventually it's a 2 hour drive from bordeaux so we then slept in for a very long time yesterday morning and napped obviously a lot yesterday yesterday actually wasn't filled with much interesting stuff we Um, kind of prep the car which is what we do always when we get here so because we rent cars um, from from the airport to get here we always cover the car with like plastic sheeting inside so we don't get sand everywhere so we then don't have to hoover everything and we chuck a bunch of stuff in the back like our wetsuits and surf wax and a little bike that folds in half, um, skateboards, uh, what else do we put in the back of the car? Bucket for our wetsuits and our wet stuff towels. Put the roof racks on for the surfboards, all that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, we did that yesterday. And then of course Hendrik bought another new freaking surfboard. So we went to go and pick that up, um, which had been made for him. So he's very excited. He managed to surf both of his boards actually today. Um, his long I don't know uh, his long board I can't remember how long it is it's ridiculous length it's like 10 foot I think and then his shorter board that he's just had made for him, which um, he loves both, Josh Hall. If you're an avid surfer or your husband's an avid surfer, go check out Josh Hall. He is absolutely fantastic and his boards are amazing and my husband adores them. They are super fast if you're into slightly different shapes and not your kind of traditional surfboard that you see maybe on WSL competitions like Kelly Slater riding. It, Hendrik rides quite different surfboards. Anyway, this is not a surf podcast, but <laughs> I thought I would just share that with you anyway. <laughs> um, the start of my rambling podcast. Anyway, so before I came away, um, actually I'll just tell you about the flight first. The flight was fine. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm finding that my body is starting to now, um, what's the word? <sighs> not become more anxious because I'm definitely not anxious, but my I, I don't know whether it's a hormone, but I seem to be becoming more protective about what I'm doing with my body and if it's really necessary to be doing these things. And I said to Hendrik, I was like, you know, if we weren't going to see your parents, I'd kind of be questioning why we're going. Um, and I think it's just all the what ifs that come into my mind, but I mean, I don't actually have that many what ifs. It's just, um, uncertainty, I guess. And kind of, you know, it just doesn't feel particularly comfortable flying so when we were flying it was absolutely fine but my feet do swell a little bit I think I've I've spoken about this before in a podcast um, and my friend Millie did say to get some socks but I actually completely forgot um, so I'll try and get some for the way back but they didn't swell too badly I made sure that out, the flight actually was nothing it was an hour and five minutes it was super quick so I um, I didn't have it too bad but I just, yeah, felt quite un, uneasy about it and quite kind of... At one point on the plane, I felt quite sick and, you know, there's me thinking, oh my gosh, is this fine? I'm sure it's fine. But I just kept it to myself like I do with most of these things and absolutely, it was absolutely fine, obviously. And then we arrived and had a two-hour drive to here and that was also fine. Not a big deal. So flying is obviously fine. I think easy jets say up until you're thirty. It's really late with EasyJet, I think it's like 35 weeks, and I've checked so many times you don't have to have a fit to fly letter, Um, however, I do think it's sometimes a good idea to have one, just in case, or just in case you have to jump on a Ryanair flight or jump on a different flight to come home um, for some reason, but I didn't actually have one because I forgot to ask my midwife, Um, and it was fine, no one questioned anything it was absolutely fine. Um, so yes, before I came away, I had my 28 week midwife appointment, which I didn't tell you about because our last podcast was with Charlie at just another baby. And I obviously didn't have time to cover that off in that podcast. I know a lot of you have been asking how it went. It went absolutely fine. She was very, very happy with me. I forgot to pee in a pot before I went, and I did pee before I went, so that wasn't ideal. But there I was thinking that every time you peed in those ridiculous pots, I have no idea why they make those pots so small. It's not like we're blokes and we can, you know, put our little penis to make sure it goes in the hole. I have I don't know if anyone else has these issues, but I have so many issues trying to get my pee in this tiny little tube. Anyway, I didn't have much pee. And I'm sorry if there are any men listening, we do pee um, uh, yeah, I hardly had any, and I thought you had to always fill the pot right to the top, um, so they had enough weed to test, but no, I did, like, I don't know, maybe a quarter of it full, and she was like, oh no, that's plenty, I hardly need anything, just need a couple of drops, so luckily for me, that was good, but to avoid yourself, Having to do that, um, do remember to try and pee in your pot when they give you an extra pot because I keep forgetting. It's the second time I've done that, and I've peed before I've gone to the um, doctor's surgery. Um, and she took my bloods. It was a little bit early my appointment because obviously with going away, I wanted to make sure I got it in rather than skipping skipping um, at my twenty eight week appointment. Um, so she said she'd give me a shout if there was any issues with that that were urgent, but I've heard nothing, which is great. And, um, oh, also for the podcast before, when I had my, what was not a little scare, when I had to go and see, um, the midwife at the main birthing centre, um, and they did test then, everything came about absolutely normal and absolutely fine. And yeah, so it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. Um, But with the midwife appointment, she also listened to the heartbeat again, which was lovely. I don't know how they do this, but with her magic hands, she could tell that the baby was head down, which made so much sense because I felt like I had a constant um bladder infection there was just always so much pressure on my bladder and now i know why because the head was there and every time that she was moving she was punching my bladder basically and i could also i also felt last week really tight up in the ribs i felt like my tummy was really tight up and that was her feet and they were getting stuck in my rib cage so she really was upside down and i hadn't really put two and two together but I also saw my friend Millie for coffee last week before we came away. And I was like, how can you tell where the baby is? And she said, well, you know, if you press into your tummy a bit, you can tell there's like a really hard bit one side, bit softer the other side. So maybe the harder bit is the head or the back or the bum. So, it's, so I've kind of been like playing around with that this week, trying to see where she is, see which bit of my belly is harder. I think today she's she might be head down again or... I'm not sure or, or I think maybe lying across if they can do that because my lower tummy is really hard and I seem to feel like I have a bit more of a squishy tummy up underneath my boobs however saying that today I felt a little bit uneasy today and I still do a little bit it's Tuesday um so by the time you listen to this it'll be Wednesday um but I haven't felt her move a huge amount. It's ridiculously hot and humid out here and we're not doing very much. Um, but I, I normally, when I slow down a lot and I pay attention to her, um, she moves and I notice her moving a lot, but she hasn't been much today. So I'm just keeping an eye on it. Like the midwife said, you know, really try and check in with her general habits. And I've started to work out a bit of a, a pattern of Beanie's habits. She likes to kick me around 5.30 which normally wakes me up but sometimes I'm already awake actually and then she'll go back to sleep maybe when I shower and get up and then when I eat and I'm kind of crouched over and I'm not watching my posture she will also start kicking me and then um I don't really feel anything over lunch normally but when I lie down if I lie down on my back which I know you're not meant to do but if I lie down on my back she then normally goes a bit wild And then she'll be pretty chilled out early evening. And then when I go to bed, she'll start kicking. So that's kind of how I've felt. I don't know how similar that is to other people. Maybe it's very normal. But it very much goes with when I'm looking out for her, I guess. And in the middle of the day, I'm not particularly aware of what's going on. And I'm focused on doing other things. And I'm quite busy. So it's interesting to hear about other people's experiences with their baby's routines. um, When they're still inside the belly... But yeah, today, I didn't really feel how much this morning, but we got up quite early. We went straight to the beach. I walked straight to the beach um, and then sat on the beach. I didn't really feel how much on the beach. And then when I came home, I drank a cold glass of water, had a bit of a lie down, did all the stuff they kind of recommend. Felt the odd kick, but it definitely wasn't the same movement that's been happening over the last couple of days. Um, and then I did the same again just before we went out for a little bit of a walk this afternoon and again felt a little bit of a kick but she's just not particularly active today and i have felt kicking so i'm sure it's fine but yeah i won't i won't let it go much longer it's just not ideal that obviously this is happening in france because it's not like you can just pop to your doctor's surgery and get them to listen to the heartbeat if i need to go anywhere it's quite a drive it's like an hour and a half to get to the hospital um so i'm yeah i'm going to do everything in my power to make sure i'm not overly worrying but yeah it may well be that i you listen to this tomorrow and i have everything's probably fine everything's probably fine i'm sure it is um but yeah if anyone's got any advice or if there's any midwives listening or anything like that then do message me when you listen to this podcast and just kind of let me know your thoughts on it um, baby is still moving, but just not quite as much, um, or just not, yeah, really quite as much, but it might be the flight, it could be the heat, maybe, is it the heat, perhaps, maybe, um, but yeah, I may may also just text my midwife, I forgot I had her number, and I did bring my notes with me, if you're going traveling, make sure you bring your notes, by the way, so, um, last week, I also, which is one of the main reasons for this podcast, because so many, or it's a theme behind this podcast, so many of your questions have come through about baby moons. And whether to baby moon, whether to not baby moon, and also when I mentioned about Hendrik not being able to baby moon because he just didn't have the time, I got so many questions and DMs from you guys being like, "Are you gonna go by yourself? Are you gonna go with your mum?" I'm, I, I'm in the same boat. I don't know what to do. Um, yeah. So Mum and I were actually incredibly lucky, and we were invited to go to the Scarlet Hotel in Nuki Which, well, it's not in Nuki It's just outside of Nuki Um. And it, an absolute most beautiful beach, um, sitting right above the beautiful beach. And ideally, I really, really wanted Hendrik to come with me, but he just could not get the time off. So Mum came with me, and we had the most lovely, lovely, lovely time so relaxed, so chilled, I felt truly pampered, we had the most beautiful experience, we were so lucky actually in that the first day when we arrived the weather was a bit sunny but a bit cloudy and then almost like the storm came in and it was really breezy and it whipped the sea up and it started to rain for the evening and then overnight and in the morning it was cloudy again but then it opened out into the most beautiful day. So we got to see it in all of its beauty through stormy and how you'd imagine it in the winter to summer and how you would imagine it in the summer. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the location, my mum is, so she lives right looking over the sea and it's quite difficult to get a view as good as hers. And she she even said, it's actually so amazing to stay in a place where the view is better than her view at home. because She's in very, very incredibly lucky to have such a beautiful view, but it was absolutely stunning. And you could just stare out to sea forever. And we did when we arrived, we arrived really early. Um, I had a little meeting and then we just relaxed. We had some lunch and we sat on this beautiful top terrace, which is really quiet with a few seagulls around, but they didn't bother us. And we just stared out to sea across the beach. The tide was out and it was dead, dead quiet because we went on um, a Wednesday night, Um, dead quiet. And, oh, it was just beautiful watching the waves crash in. People were surfing, just learning to surf. Um, And then I went down to, so we checked into our room, which was beautiful. You may well have seen little snippets of this on my Instagram um, over the weekend, but I'll put some little snippets of it tomorrow as well. So you can see what I'm talking about because you never know, this may well appeal to a few of you. I know when I did check in there and I I put it on my Instagram feed that I got so many DMs again of so many of you saying, oh my gosh, I've been there or I so want to go. It's in my plan to go. I'm waiting kind of to... Book, that kind of stuff. So, I know there are quite a few of you who are planning on going, and really, if you are wanting to treat yourself, but you just don't know how to treat yourself, this is a good way to treat yourself. <laughs> um, so, once we checked into our room, we settled, and then I went for my pregnancy journey, which is like a three and a half to four hour spa experience completely tailored to your body, and your pregnancy. And that's one thing I have to say about the whole of the Scarlet Hotel, actually. Even if you don't have any treatments and you go there just to experience the beauty of the place, everything is tailored to you and what you need from your stay. All you have to do is ask. So it's quite different from a normal hotel in that you would just arrive and then you're kind of left to your own devices. You arrive, you have an orientation, but you know, they they. They ask you questions and leading questions as to, you know, what do you want from your stay? What can they do to give you what you need to make your stay the best stay? I mean, it's a beautiful way of doing things. They don't have a reception desk when you walk in, you're greeted and then offered something to drink if you've had a long journey or anyway, you might just want something to drink. And then you're given a tour of the hotel and it's it really is very intimate and a lovely way of doing things. You're not kind of just checked in, here's your room key and then off you go. Anyway, my pregnancy journey. So I got into my robe and a vest top and pants and then I went down to the spa and I filled in like an Ayurvedic um, form to work out whether I was, um, what kind of Ayurvedic body I had, Vita, but, uh, vita but I can't even pronounce it. Um, I should know this too, and I do know it. It's just not in my France holiday head. (laughs) Um, And that was really lovely, although when I was filling it in, because you give your normal response, but obviously my body is changing so much in pregnancy, one week from the other week. It was fairly irrelevant, but then the therapist knew that as well. She was so experienced. She was like, I know you filled in the Ayurvedic form, but... We can't really decipher what your body is right now because you are changing so much in pregnancy. This is not where you're going to be potentially in the next couple of, you know, in the next couple of months. You may be very different, which was really great, actually. Um... And I had it done when I was in St. Lucia with Annie, my friend Annie, and that was really great. And it would have, I guess it would have been interesting to see if I came out the same, but I do remember my numbers off the form because you then tally up, you answer a bunch of questions and then tally up at the bottom. So maybe if I can remember what I was in St. Lucia, maybe I'm still the same. Um, Anyway, so you fill that out and then your therapist comes to join you and you have about, I don't know, 20-25 minute to half an hour consultation where they ask you about your pregnancy, how everything's gone for you and for me actually that was um, pretty brief because... um, everything, touch wood, has gone very, very smoothly. So I didn't have much to share, um, on that side of things. And I was also very much like, I just want to get into the therapy. I want to have, you know, be hands-on and have my scrub and my massage. I, I liked, I feel most relaxed when I'm touched for therapies and things like that for like hands-on massage and stuff. Um, So after that, she and my therapist showed me all of the beautiful products that they have at um, the Scarlet, which are normally um, kind of hundred percent organic or um, built on kind of essential oil basis. um, Basis they have they had Pie skincare, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of, which I adore. They had the Green People skincare, which I also adore. They had their own. I think it's pronounced. Ola, Ola, O-U-L-A, which is in all of the rooms as well. And that's absolutely beautiful, beautiful stuff. My mum adored it. Um, And they had little bits and pieces that you could buy as well. Anyway, we then went into the therapy room, which was beautiful and smelt amazing and had like a salt rock lamp. And yeah, beautiful. And you get a exfoliating, full body exfoliation scrub. And oh my gosh, did I need that? It was incredible. So they make you super comfy on the bed, super, super comfy. You have a huge um, pillow if you want it. I actually didn't need it and didn't want it to get all kind of gross with the scrub. But they scrub you all over. And it's so relaxing being scrubbed. I love being scrubbed. And they scrub your face, um, your whole body, your feet. Oh, And then you have a shower. Shower it all off. And then the most beautiful thing is you go from having a shower into one of their relaxation rooms. So there's two relaxation rooms, one which is open to everybody and then one which is open to just the spa people. So one of the relaxation rooms is really bright. um, You look out to see there might be other people in there talking. Anyway, I very much felt like I wanted just a dark room. So I went into the relaxation pod area where they have all of these hanging pods from the ceiling. I don't know, maybe maybe six or seven hanging pods from the ceiling filled with cushions and blankets. And you just sit in there in complete dark. They bring you fruit and water. And I, the reason behind it is to just allow your body that little bit of time to detox itself, rest, take it all in, and just enjoy and it was lovely. It was absolutely lovely. And I have to say, though, the way I am as a character, I did struggle to relax completely. And I don't really know why, because normally I'm quite good at this. I think it is actually the mood that I'm in at the moment. I am I have a very energetic streak at the moment. I'm very... Um, keen to get boxes ticked, I want to get stuff done, and I knew when I went in there that that was going to be quite a challenge for me. Anyway, I managed to relax for quite a bit of a time, I think I was in there for maybe half an hour to 40 minutes, um, but towards the end, after my fruit, I then suddenly realised that I had a bunch of emails to do. Now, stupidly, I took my phone with me, because I wanted to snap a few photos, um... And I really shouldn't have taken my phone with me. So if you're going to go and do this, do not take your phone because then I ended up being in the pod writing some emails, (laughs) which was just ridiculous. I did not own this own up to this, um, to my therapist. She probably would have been quite mad if I had, but it was really a silly thing to do. Um, but anyway, I'm just not very good at kind of thinking about doing it and then pushing it to one side and just thinking, no, now is my time to relax. I just thought, I'm going to do it because then I'll be able to relax for my massage. Which I did. Anyway, so I then um, got called back through for my massage with the most wonderful oils and um, lotions and potions that were all perfect for pregnancy. Smelt incredible and had the most beautiful massage, full body, including my face. It's like a, almost like the best bit of a facial, you know, when they take loads of time to really just work into your face and reduce the puffiness. And then she went into my hair and oiled my hair and it was coconut oil in my hair. So it was like a hair mask. And, oh, it was just the best thing. And I love it when they grab bits of your hair and they pull just a little bit, not so much that it hurts, but they pull. So you feel the skin lifting off your scalp just for a moment. And Oh my goodness. It was just amazing. Thinking about it now makes me want to go back so, so bad. Um, and yeah, full body, full body massage. So some of you might be thinking, well, how do you do a full body massage when you've got a massive bump? They don't have holes in the table. You're given this huge pregnancy pillow, which is Basically, I don't know, maybe three normal pillows like you would sleep on in bed, but all together um, with one big cover on it. And it was just, oh, it was the dream. I, I, Even coming away, I'm like, I want to make one of those. I'm just going to unstitch some pillows, stitch them together, fill their filling back up, and then make a cover. Because it was one of the most comfiest pregnancy pillows I've ever laid on. It was so lovely. Um... And they so you lie on your side when you have a pregnancy massage. You lie on your side and it's super, super comfy. And you still get a firm massage. My therapist was definitely not just stroking me because there's. I I spoke about this before when I had a pregnancy massage and my main concern about them is that they just stroke you. And I hate just being stroked. It's the worst thing. I would rather not be there. Um, But I actually had the most fantastic pressure um just right and then you know when she goes onto your belly obviously it's very soft and Beanie was extremely active during my uh, massage actually she was properly kicking and I'm sure my therapist must have felt baby kicking as she was massaging um but yeah it was lovely and obviously when you lie on your back a little they prop you up a little bit so you're not fully fully flat they do prop you up a little bit and they prop your knees up so they're very very aware of um what's going on in your body and what's right. And they're always asking you if you're comfortable. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I had this massage. And then you go to the relaxation room again. Now, normally they send you to the light relaxation room first and then the pod after. But I was desperate first time around to get in that pod. (laughs) So um, I, the second time, after my massage, I went to the lighter room and I chilled out there for a moment and just, you know, gathered my thoughts and was just in a little piece of heaven. A little piece of heaven. I true I truly felt pampered, pampered, pampered. Uh and then I found my mummy and mum and I, yeah, it was it was almost dinner time by now. So I think I came out at like quarter past twenty past six. Um so we went to dinner, I took a shower, took, took a little walk and then went for dinner. I could have literally face planted in my food. I was so tired and so, not tired, but happy tired after you have a massage, happy tired. Um, I had the most incredible food, incredible food. It was absolutely absolutely delicious. I had like a tomato salad, um, which they skipped out on the cheese for me, which was great because I couldn't have the cheese that was on there. Um, I think it was a tomato salad with melon and like a little melon sorbet thing. It was delicious. And then I had duck. I had duck. Actually, I did have meat. I really, really wanted some meat. So I had some duck and I hadn't had duck in a really long time and it was absolutely delicious. And then for pudding, I had this really, really cool thing that the chef had kind of made from her childhood. It was like an ice cream sandwich, but made with um, cereal milk, she called it. So I asked the lovely waitress that we had and basically the chef leaves kind of Um, sugary cornflakes or frosties in the bottom uh, in a bowl with milk lets them soak and then blitzes it all up and then that's how she makes her ice cream out of that like sugary milk it was delicious with it was sandwiched between two homemade chocolate chip cookies (laughs) with this salted caramel sauce over the top Oh, my word. My mum properly had food envy. She went for a chocolate tort, I think. And my mum really loves chocolate, but she definitely had food envy. And the cookies had peanuts in, which just added that really lovely kind of salty, savoury taste. Oh, it was absolutely divine. Perfect, perfect for a pregnant woman. And then mum and I went back to the room and we just chilled for a bit. Uh, We went for a little walk actually down to the beach to (laughs) try and get rid of some dinner. (laughs) Um, And then went back to our room and and went to sleep and had the best night's sleep possible. It was really, really warm and it was really humid and muggy. Um, They don't have air conditioning because this is a very, very eco-friendly hotel. They are trying to protect the environment by being there rather than the other way around. And... I am so respectful of that, so, so respectful of that, and it is lovely, Um, and we weren't too hot, we slept with the window wide open, it's big sliding doors, we slept with them wide open the whole night, our room was beautiful, we weren't overlooked whatsoever, some of the rooms might be overlooked a little bit by people walking past, but we were in such a great location that no one walking anywhere could see us at all, so, and I am one for walking around naked, especially when it's hot and I'm pregnant, so, yeah. I'm very glad we weren't overlooked, otherwise I think I would have shocked quite a few people. Um... So the next day we woke up and we went down for breakfast, which again was incredible. So it's not a buffet breakfast, which is actually really refreshing. You order off a menu kind of a choice. So you almost, it's, it's like a coursed breakfast. So you have a main course or a starter main course. Um, and there's fresh juice on the table when you get down there. So I had a croissant and then I had um, avocado, on, uh, avocado and smoked salmon. I think it was, yeah, on toast, which was delicious. Uh, Way too much than I needed. (laughs) I could have had a fruit platter and then a smoothie, but I didn't. I went for a croissant and smoked salmon and avocado on toast. Um, Then mum and I went for a swim, and then we had the most incredible cliff-top hot tub. And not a jacuzzi, a hot tub. And my mum was so funny. She jumps in the hot tub and she's like, so where are the bubbles? (laughs) (laughs) because my mum's got a jacuzzi at her house and obviously we call it a hot tub most of the time can we put the hot tub on but obviously a hot tub is not a jacuzzi a hot tub is a tub of hot water and there is water circulating so there is like a little pump it's circulating but it's not bubbles Um, which was so funny so I think she was quite shocked she was like it's just just hot water (laughs) but they're in so it's all filtered no chlorine I think it's bromine that they use um, and uh, they're cleaned often, um, and it's the most stunning view, the most stunning view. I will put a picture up, so make sure you go and have a look at my Instagram when you're listening to this. It is absolutely beautiful. You just stare out into the ocean and they bring you whatever you want to drink. We were pushing the boat out and had iced water. Woohoo. The sun came out as we were in our hot tub. It was grey when we got in and then it, the sun came out. and um, yeah, it was just epic absolutely epic, they also had a, sort of so they turned down the hot tubs for you as well if you're pregnant, so ours was very slightly cooler, I think it was about 35 degrees, but still more than warm enough to sit in there for, you know, quite a bit of time, um, and my mum also used the sauna, which she adored, the saunas, it almost looks, well, it's like a little round hobbit house almost, um, and it's got a cover over it for the weather elements, um, but it's got these little portholes. So you sit in the sauna and again, you're staring out to see. And yeah, my mum said it was the best sauna she has ever had. Obviously pregnant, you can't use the sauna. They can't turn down the heat that much. Um, and it is not advisable to do that. I also went for a swim in there. So they have an indoor pool, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, it's got a hanging pod in there as well. It's just off the relaxation room. It's lovely. I'm not a huge fan of indoor pools. I like to swim in the sea. But the second day when I was planning on swimming in the sea, um it was too rough, so I couldn't swim in the sea. <laughs> it was literally huge. The, the the waves were huge. And they have this um it's it's right up on on one of the the on the side of the cliff and it is an outdoor it's effectively an outdoor pond, I guess, but it's a natural pool filtered by reeds. And I swam in there. I was the only person that I ever saw swim in there. But it is... You know, you get in and it is algae covered. It's it's green. The, the top isn't... The water is crystal clear. But, you know, the bottom is... The bottom is a bit slippery. So you've got to be careful when you get in. But... Um, it's quite odd. Because it is natural swimming, effectively. It is filtered by reeds. It... You know, you you're, you look like you're swimming in a pond. There's, I don't think there are any fish. I didn't see any fish. Um... But it was the most softest water I had ever swam in. I didn't go under. It was cold. It was cold. It was maybe... Well, it was the temperature a little bit warmer than the sea, I think. So maybe 17 or 18 degrees, I think it was. Um... It was refreshing, but it was soft. You really felt like you were just getting into a bath of, you know those imperial leather adverts that you used to see and you used to think, oh my gosh, that looks so smooth and so soft. (laughs) The soap. That's what it felt like. It just felt like you were being enveloped by this moisturising water. I guess it's the algae making it so soft. I don't know. But it was absolutely incredible. It didn't smell. It smelled like of nothing, just water. And it was... Oh divine. So I highly, highly recommend, even if you don't see anyone going in, get in. My mum didn't get in because she's a wuss and she doesn't like things that are green. Um, (laughs) So it's hard enough to get her in the seawater actually, but highly recommend you jumping in there um, and going in. So all in all, we had the most incredible time. So if you are looking for a day or a night or a couple of nights and you just want to spoil yourself it was a lovely place to go with my mum and we weren't the only kind of mum and daughter there i know that concerns quite a few people when you go to these baby moon esque destinations i wouldn't say this is a baby moon destination necessarily but they they are amazing at facilitating it and they should be well they i mean they are a baby moon destination but they're very much couple destination but I didn't feel uncomfortable being there with my mum, there were other, there were sisters there together, there was another mum and daughter I think there together, it was very normal, because I know someone, one of my friends asked me, oh you're not a bit worried about going there without your partner and you're going there with your mum, I wouldn't mind about going there alone, I think there were plenty of people actually there alone, and I would have gone alone, totally would have gone alone, Um, it's beautiful, And the staff are so friendly. I'm sure if you ever felt uncomfortable being there alone, they would just jump right in and say hi and come sit with you if you wanted or, you know, show you where to go. There's beautiful cliff walks too. My mum did a cliff walk and then on the last day after we'd left the hotel, we were literally there for 24 hours, we went to Bedruth and Steps and we walked down and then back up to Bedruth and Steps because my mum had never seen them before and she was just blown away. So... I think it's one of the nicest places to go um, on the North Coast. Not Newquay, obviously, but you can stay out of Newquay. You don't have to go anywhere near Newquay. It's not in Newquay. You can't see Newquay. You don't really ever get a hint of Newquay. It is lovely. It is so, so lovely. Um, Yeah, I would highly, 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 highly recommend it if you want to go there and treat yourself with or without your husband um, or boyfriend or partner go by yourself go with your mum and just enjoy it it is expensive but you understand why when you're there you do understand why when you're there so yeah have a look go online it's scar it's the scarlet hotel um near Newquay. but type in Newquay, otherwise you do get another kind of random something else pop up um, so, yeah, put in the Scarlet Hotel Nuki and you will find everything that you need um, to book yourself in. And I would recommend doing it. Definitely do it. Um, and grab the pregnancy journey if you can or just grab a pregnancy massage um, or a facial. Any of the treatments, I'm sure they will tailor to you, for you, Um and everything you do at that hotel is for you and to you. So don't ever be worried about asking for something that you might, um, not necessarily think that they'll do. They probably do do it. Um, and if you don't have kids yet <laughs> and you're pregnant, definitely go here. Cause you can't go there when you've got kids. You, they've got their sister hotel, which is the Bedrooth, and just, um, behind it, but quite a long way behind it. You never know it's there. Um, and there you can take kids, but you cannot go with children to the Scarlet. It's an adults only hotel. So I would, if you, if it's on your list of places to go, go now, definitely go now. I was saying to my mum, I was like, do you reckon you could maybe stay up at the bedroom and with the baby and Hendrik and I can come down to the Scarlet when the baby's born? I don't think my mum was so keen on that idea. <laughs> I think she was like, no, no you can stay at the bedroom with the baby and then maybe you can pop down and come see me and I will be at the Scarlet. (laughs) But it was a wonderful, wonderful trip um, and I'm very lucky to have been invited there. It was um, a bit of a dream come true. So thank you, Scarlet Hotel. It was lovely. Um, I know you're probably listening, so thank you so much. And that is it on the baby moons for now. So there will be another baby moon episode, um, in another couple of, well, maybe a couple of months, actually. Um, I plan to do something else, um, which will be really fun. And it's actually, it's actually not really a baby moon. It's more of kind of a girl's get together before, baby comes which might sound like a baby shower but it's not that either because I, I am getting I am having a couple of baby showers <laughs> my mum's hosting one in Salkham and my um sister is hosting one in London which is so nice because I have a lot of friends in both places I didn't want to make them travel to one so I get I get the best best of both worlds I get two which is very exciting and I'm very lucky um and this week also, you may have, I know some of you on here aren't necessarily pregnant, but you just like following in on what's going on in my life. But I launched this week also Sup Yoga and Beach Yoga. So that's starting in July. Um, well, we actually launch on the 30th of June. So if anyone is in the Salcombe area and you want to come, we have six places for SUP Yoga and we have loads of places for Beach Yoga on Saturday, the 30th of June in the afternoon. So hopefully the weather will be really, really nice for that. And then from then on, SUP Yoga is going to be, SUP and Beach Yoga is going to be Tuesday mornings and Friday evenings, and then the odd Saturday, hopefully. So as you know, I'm not going to be teaching. Um, It is going to be my beautiful, beautiful friend, Sarah, who is a fantastic, um, yoga instructor and also physiotherapist and sup instructor. So she has all bases covered and she is absolutely brilliant. So I would highly, highly recommend coming and checking her out I will be there on the launch and I'll probably be there for quite a few of the sessions um especially around my retreat which if anyone is wanting pregnant or not if you are wanting your own little baby moon and you want to come on retreat and come hang out with me and the girls we have one room left uh, a whole room left so that can either be taken by you and your friend or just you It's up to you if you want to come along. But yeah, there's a special offer on the moment on my website, emmajolan.com, if you want to come along. Um, And that's it, really. That's, I mean, that's, that's long enough podcast (laughs) for you guys. I mean, that was 43 minutes we're at already, which I always say I'm going to try and keep these short and I've done really well up until Charlie's last week when we went over an hour, but I have done really well on keeping my podcasts quite short, I think, recently, maybe the last two. Anyway, next week, um, I spoke to a wonderful lady last week, actually, um, who I'm going to share our conversation with you guys next week. She is really on it with reducing plastic, um, as a mum so she tries to not buy anything plastic um she does reusable diapers everything like that so it was really interesting to have a brief we had a quite a brief chat um but I I do want to share our conversation with you because she mentioned a few brands and you might want to pick up on those brands and have a look at those Um, I'm also currently deciding on what I'm doing in the nappy steaks so if anyone's got any brands that they can recommend to me um eco-friendly ones, uh, reusable ones that actually work, uh, ones that biodegrade quickly. Um, yeah, if anyone has any information on that, that would be hugely gratefully received um, I'm starting to get my nursery bits and bobs together, which is really fun. And that's one of the boxes I want to tick off my to-do list this week whilst I'm in France. So I will let you know how that goes. Um, and I will be sharing podcasts with you probably in the next kind of three to four weeks, two to three weeks, um, about what I've gone with and why, uh, I'm definitely looking into sustainable f- companies. Uh, and family-based companies. So I'm really excited to share some of what I have found with you guys. Anyway, message me as always on email, Emma Jolin. Uh, No, it is not Emma Jolin. (laughs) It is mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can message me through Instagram, which is Emma Jolin. Or you can use the Facebook page, which I am still third week on. I know I've said this. Rubbish at doing. But I will get back on there and I will definitely start to host some conversations. Life is just hectic at the moment and a lot of time is focusing on our unborn baby right now. So please bear with me and um, a lot more conversation will start, I am sure, once baby is here on the Facebook page and I have a little bit more time to devote to it. Anyway, have a beautiful week, have a beautiful rest of your Wednesday, and I will catch you guys next week. All right, lots of love. I hope this has been of help to you, and I have maybe either persuaded you to take or to not take a little baby moon wherever you decide to go or whatever you decide to do. All right, lots of love to you all. Bye.